Hello, everyone. Welcome again to BJJ and Brews. My name is Noah John, joined with my illustrious co-host, Christopher Vu. I'm, so you said hello, everyone. I, I was surprised. I, I expected you to go, okay, guys. <laughs> but, but that's a <laughs> huge honor for me. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, guys. Um, today we're going to work on... Um, hey, how are you? I'm um, doing great. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. So today's episode is a conversation we had before class. So before our 11 a.m. Uh, mixed levels jujitsu class with, I, I'm going to see if I can get the, the last name right. Here we go. Jason uh, yeah, Cosentino. Cosentino? I believe that's how we pronounce it. Is it? I, I, I put a T in there. I put an extra T in there probably. No, I it's, probably it's shouldn't. Cosentino. I don't know. He, if, if you're wincing when you hear this, Jason, I apologize. But Jason is a dude that's been training at our gym for a little over a year now. He recently got his blue belt. Uh, it was actually a real emotional time when he got that blue yeah, belt it was because awesome. uh, he's he's a salt of the earth guy that everyone really likes, and he happened to hurt himself um, right before he was going to test for his blue belt. So that was kind of a kind of a setback for him, but he did manage to get promoted, and everyone was really happy for him to get promoted and rightfully earned yeah. and rightfully yeah, earned. Yeah, like he just happened to get injured. Like that's but the, that's the unfortunate. I'll part. let him describe the story. Cause that's one of the things we touch on, but it was a super great time to chat to him. And I think you really enjoy his story, especially coming from where he started, which was the Bronx. Yeah. And which you're was gonna, you're gonna super in, enlightening to us. Yeah, I and mean, you're going to hear it in his, in his accent, everything. And him ultimately coming to Orlando, walking into this gym Walking out of this gym and then walking, walking into the back gym in, yeah, and a and, few years later, and actually starting to train, yeah, and and if if there's not a story to inspire you, like this is this is it, like if there hasn't been one yet, you know, he's the epitome of jujitsu saved my life, jujitsu changed my life, yeah, and like it's it's he's and, an awesome teammate to have in the crew, so it was a great chat. Uh, as always, like, subscribe, share. We're on social media, BJJ and Brews, Instagram, Facebook. You can shoot us an email at bjjandbrews at gmail.com. But without further ado, let's pass it over to our conversation with Jason Cosentino. No we're live, and I'm not going to tell him what, what the script is because there's no script. <laughs> so, that's the joy of this podcast is that it's a conversation. Awesome. You know, I, 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 I'm... You will have to join us for an afternoon, though, so you can have a beer with us to to truly Absolutely. mint it the way it's supposed that's, to be. I done. like truly the experience. Actually, truly, be, truly fake beer is good, though. Okay, I'll, I actually have some contacts, uh, so I'll be able to get some truly. And actually, my uh, one of my contacts is works for Crown Distributors, or not Crown, uh, Constellation Brands, which distributes Corona brands in America. So I'll be giving getting an early sample of the Corona Seltzer. So the only other thing is just make sure you talk into the mic. So there's some, yeah, there we go. I I, I, I'm the mic Nazi. I'm sorry. What's what do they say? Like, like kiss the mic. Like you're almost, the, I don't know. Either. It's something kind of inappropriate. Yeah, just, so I don't want to talk about this. So Jason, you are a guy that you've been here for about a year training at the gym. Yeah, last November I started training here. Okay. Oh, over, okay. Yeah, and. I feel like you're a guy that every time I've interacted with you, you've been like a genuine super nice, you're just like salt of the earth guy. The thing is, I've never really had an extended conversation with you. So that's why Chris and I, I think Chris would agree on this. I I mean, I've chatted with you like topically a lot of times and you're a joy to be around and you're one of the most genuine, friendliest, 
kindest like it, maybe it's the Italian in you that that I didn't even know you and I think you've just seen me around and we sat and talked one day and it was like you had known me for 30 years that's the sales guy in me is it <laughs> so you're, you're about to go to work after this thank you for coming in early um, what, what do you do well I just changed up jobs I started I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing water in people's houses now um, yeah so are you is it a where are you gonna go like is it well I'm, I'm probably gonna go to Lake Mary now okay yeah but you know people typically don't want to let you in. They, they, people don't know what they don't know so it's it's I have these girls that get me indoors because people don't typically answer doors for guys especially guys like t- over 200 pounds knocking on the door especially boom 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 and uh yeah I, I get inside the door and I just show them how bad their water is that's it how bad is water really second worst in the country is it really Florida yes in Florida oh yes. my god <laughs> Second worst in the country. That's terrible. Where, where's the worst then? Uh, Texas. Please. Texas. What? Not not Flint, Michigan. No, you know they didn't even make the top ten list. No way. No. Come they, on. They didn't even make the top ten. But Texas, because of all the fracking, they're oh. the worst one in the country. Yeah. So what's what's making our water so terrible? The aquifer. It's it's the ta- especially in Central Florida. It's it's uh the table is so high. If if you don't know what a table is, it's basically you can dig five six foot and find water in some parts of central florida right right we're the third largest producers of oranges in the country right so uh what do you think they have to do to prevent the insects and things to get into those oranges they have to put all kinds of pesticides and herbicides that winds up in the aquifer you flush your toilet that winds up in the aquifer and the only thing they do to fix the water here is a two-step process they aerate it they put in an aeration tank to try to get the stinks out and then afterwards, they, uh, they pump it full of chlorines and pH adjusters, and they go ahead and sell it to us. And that's what we have in our faucets. Is that why our water smells like pool water, basically? It's yeah, just all it is. Green. I mean, really? I, I'll do a chlorine test on any faucet in anybody's house right now, and it, it'll be more than the ideal levels of a swimming pool. So it, it's that's almost horrendous. like, yeah, it's almost like if you take a 10-minute shower, a, a hot shower, it's almost like drinking eight glasses of pool water. So really? it, it's disgusting, man. It's I take disgusting. well longer than eight minutes of hot showers. I'm, yeah. I'm depressed already. I know. <laughs> Sorry, God dang, guys. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Jason, what brought you into this gym initially? Uh, it's a funny story because when I first came to Florida, my sons. You're originally from the Bronx, right? I'm from the Bronx, yeah. And there was a gym I went to in the Bronx. Well, one of my children went there. A jiu-jitsu gym? Jiu-jitsu okay. gym. It's called Jungle Gym Bronx. Just like the Jungle Gym here, but Jungle Gym Bronx. Coach Chim Chim Garcia. <clears throat> so my kids were there, and I figured I came to Florida. I, I know that Florida's known for mixed martial arts and all kinds of martial arts. Good guys come out of here. So I said, let me look for a gym. And I actually ran into this gym one day because i just seen a martial arts sign four years ago or five years ago. And I saw Caroline, and uh, actually, uh, Paul was mopping the, the floor. I didn't know anything. I just said, I grabbed the card, and I never came back. So Wait, I, When was this? It was like five years ago. Were we here five years ago at this location? Four, four years or five years ago, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it had been here for like, I've been back here for three at this point. Yeah, about so, four and yeah. a half years ago, yep. So you just happen to see, because, so what's funny is he's describing seeing the mixed martial arts sign out there. What he's saying is on the main road, which is Colonial or 50, this is part of like a plaza. And on that sign for what's in the plaza, you've got a restaurant, this and that. But it doesn't say American Top Team. It doesn't say Tribe. It just says mixed martial arts. Exactly. But it's funny that 
that caught your eye. It did. But that's just it, right? So one of the early mistakes that a lot of all the guys did here was they, they didn't realize actually the weakness of the time of branding. And it's more important for you to have mixed martial arts out on the street than it is to have American Top Team because the average person driving by, unless they know what they're looking for, doesn't know what ATT is, right? So it's better. It's more important to have like... That's why you never see like championship karate on a sign, like in a public spot. It, it always just says karate, right? Exactly. So, I, I but, see and that's that, what yeah. caught your eye, right? So yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what if got it said me American in. Top Team, would you have known what it was? Uh, probably not. You know, I mean, I, I watch UFC, but I don't pay attention right. to the teams until I got into it. Once I got into it, now I pay attention to who's. Yeah, who. now you're in. Right? Yeah, like, now I'm in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you came in here, it was just this one side, correct? No, it was Paul. It was Paul. Was my oh, wait? No, yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah. to remember. It yeah, it might have been, been just this one just, side. Just yeah, this one yeah, side. it was. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. And there's a cage, and there was a fence over there against the. Uh, yeah, depends. I remember seeing Paul come up to me, and Paul had these ears that were just like they, they were like mangled up, and I was like, <laughs> man, maybe he's. I, I didn't even know what to think, and you know, my son, you know, he he, he didn't wind up coming. He he. So you were looking for you, or you're looking for your son? I was looking for my sons. For your sons to okay. keep him out of trouble, because that's what kept him out of trouble in the Bronx. It oh, kept that's that, it. Wow. It kept them occupied. So did they? do it like as most parents kind of like force their kids into martial arts or do they actually enjoy doing it and really kind of like clung on to it they used to enjoy it but um then it became a, they, their friends got in their heads you know why are you going and why are you not hanging out with us they, i mean they don't do anything crazy they don't do drugs or smoke cigarettes or anything like that but they just got into the teenage thing and they thought of it like a burden but what more what makes you more of a badass when you're a teenager than the ability to whoop other teenagers' asses? I know, and it helped them so much. I mean, growing up in the Bronx was a little tough. I mean, in my neighborhood, it wasn't known for shooting and stabbing. It was known for fighting. I mean, you, you had to bare knuckle it out, and somebody would pull out a baseball bat and take a swing at your head, and it was crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty crazy, actually. No, I mean, later <laughs> on, they'll come back with a bat because you jumped their brother. And it, oh, my God. It, and one day, somebody knocked on my door, and I, I thought it was my son's friend, and... He was like, no, I'm not going outside, Dad. Said, what do you mean? You're not going outside, Jay. He went outside, and he got his ass kicked in front of me. And there was a crowd of kids watching, so they brought all their friends to watch him kick my son's ass because I guess they knew he couldn't fight. I felt I got to do something about this. I found Jungle Gym. I just Googled martial arts gyms, and I found one locally as jujitsu. Put him in there. About a month later, the kid, he saw the kid in the street. And I said, Jay, now, what are you going to do, man? I'm paying for this class. That's what parents think. I guess bad parents think like that. What are you going to do now, Jay? <laughs> Retribution? Yeah, what, what's going to happen now, Jay? Now, I'm, awesome. I'm hyper. I'm psyched up. I'm like, he's going to kick his ass. He's going to kick his ass. And then my son, Jay, walks up to him, and he gets punched in the face hard. And he took a knee. I was like, man, I just wasted my money. What the hell's going on, man? <laughs> And then, you know what? He, he took another swing. He said, Dad, don't worry. I wanted that to happen. And, and then he ducked another one and got behind him and locked his legs in and just made him say uncle. And he was, he rear naked choked the kid. And, you know, they became friends after that. It was, and, you know, it was the martial arts. So got me hooked on them going to martial arts. That's interesting that he, so he baited him. He baited him. I don't know why you would let somebody hit him. <laughs> For justification, yeah, like they fired first. Yeah, oh, so I, I'm curious. My heart, dropped did, in my, my heart dropped when I saw it. I was like, shit. Did you, uh, 
Did you know, because you said jujitsu again, like when you said you were looking for martial arts schools, did you specifically have in your mind that you wanted your son to train jujitsu? No, I, I saw jujitsu, and you know, you go. I, I'm an analytical person. I look up everything before I do anything. I I look up reviews and ratings and mm-hmm. things like that. Even though he didn't do anything, Justin Garcia, he never he never advertised anything, but he wound up organically in the orga- in the search results. But I, I looked up jujitsu, and to me, it was a great base. I mean, he even said on his website that either you could uh, it, it's perfect for the little guy. And my sons aren't huge. My sons, are, I'm not huge. I'm short. I'm just heavy. But, um, yeah, it's perfect for the little guy. So I thought it was a great base to have. I mean, karate, kicking. My youngest one was in um, Taekwondo. And I noticed they mixed them up different. And he kicked this little girl in the face and made her bleed. Just for some reason, he knew how to kick. And I just felt this is not for him. I, I mean, and I put, I put them both in jujitsu. Take that, Chris. No, I mean, it, it works. I mean, like kicking somebody in the head works, right? Oh, you were a Taekwondo guy. I was. I was. I did it for 11 years before I started jujitsu. So. I, I pulled them out at Orange Belt. If you know what Orange Belts are. We didn't have orange at our school, but I, I'm familiar with it. Breaking boards and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's I mean, two bucks a board. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you came into the gym. You met Caroline and Paul. And did you sign them immediately or did you? No. Just, you know no. what? Caroline was friendly. Paul was even more friendly. I was like. Wow, I mean, this this guy you can obviously tell he's a fighter because just just not not to say anything against Paul the way he looks, but you could tell he fights. You know what I mean? And um, he was just such a his nice. Body person. shows the signs of, yeah. of his career for sure. Yeah, he was such a nice person, and when I talked to my sons about it, they had every excuse in the world not to do it. And me, I my former job, I worked so many hours that I couldn't kind of enforce it. Right. I mean, if you want to look at like enforcing it. How old were your sons at the time? Uh. The younger one was 13 when we came here, and the older one is 16. Well, he's 22 now, and yeah, so yeah, they're 18. They're adults now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I even got the younger one to come over here one class, but I, I my mistake was I said, hey, don't worry, he's been doing this for four years. And he was doing a kid's uh, jiu-jitsu for four years, and they had an MMA class on Saturdays. They put on the face mask, and they... They thump it out for kids. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you see these little kids. It's it's crazy, man. They got. It, it looks like they're, they're miniature boxers and they're taking haymakers at each other and kicks and arm bars. <laughs> oh my it's, god. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, to me, it looked fun until they told me, "Why don't you do it and see if it's fun?" And I tried a class, and it was a kind of gym that it wasn't like here. Like here, for example, people are nice. Like you said, I was I was nice person. Everybody here is like that. Look and I think if they weren't like that, they wouldn't wind up lasting here very long. Like, I don't want to name drop, but a, a certain person that was here on a, on a, one of the promotions, he was kind of bullyish, and he's not here anymore. I mean, I, I think we all know what happened yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. There you so go. What, uh, what made you, because you came in, you saw the gym. And then you walked out. This was like three, four years ago, you said. What made you walk in the doors a little over a year ago and sign up? I needed to do, do something with myself. I, I was I was 250-something pounds. And I said to myself, crap, let me give this a shot. Because, you know, they always told me, come back. I was finishing up something I was starting up in the other gym. I joined for like a week. And then there was you just a bunch here for a no week? jungle gym martial arts. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. And um, what happened there? There was this. 
I mean, there's this guy. He he rolled with me, and he had a lot more experience. He was an MMA guy. And he he fought like not professionally in UFC, but he was a fighter, and he wasn't very helpful with showing me. Like he would get my back when I'm just learning. I'm just like just showing. Yeah, he gets my it back and like holds an me. Day right here. He, he holds me there and he don't let me go. I'm like I'm like get the fuck off me, Mike. What the fuck? And then the whole gym looks at me. And it, it's embarrassing. One day he caught me in the triangle and farted in my mouth. Like, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, look how this is. So I left. And I came here, and it was like, I, I don't know. I needed to do something. I just I, I got hooked pretty quickly. So you're actually a prime example of um, what we've talked about a, a bunch of times, the idea of providing an environment with a better onboarding process for somebody just off the street, right? Because, you know, you're a tremendous student now and a, and a, and a wonderful addition to the gym and a great personality to have around. Thank you. Like, we would have lost you if we had that sort of environment, right? Where, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's a shame that, <laughs> that that gym lost you, you know, like, shame on them. Yeah. Um, so did you, you jo- you've joined initially, was it to do something with your sons or to get in shape also? I wanted to set the example. Like, if, if I do this, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll try it. I actually... I got my younger son to come for a class, but like I said, he said, um, I told everybody that he had four years experience, so right. they're not going to go easy with somebody four years experience. And he got, he got choked. <laughs> and he, I mean, he just like, I just got to class, I'm getting choked. Already. He, he just made up everything. As a teenager, that's come. probably pretty demoralizing, yeah, right? Yeah, He's, he was 17 when he tried here. Was this a, so this was in an adult class? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that, that's the only thing with him. And he's just a bag of excuses. But now he's in college. So I'm, do you want to just, he's in, so just I'll let him be and I'll just go and I push him. I'm like, look, dad's blue, purple's next. And then. Yeah. Well, and, and also I think just the training that they've done to the extent that they did it is, is still going to put them a fair um, a fair margin ahead of just the common guy in the street so they can handle themselves to some absolutely. degree. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. So what was, what were your first three months like? Scary. At first it was scary because, you know, it's it's very close close contact with people. There are a lot of big guys in this gym. Yes. Right? Lots very, of big guys. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I'm fucking working out because of this shit. I'm like, God dang, everyone's so big. I'm going to have to push them. Got to get my frames better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I was talking to Casey the other day, and Casey was telling me that, um, yeah, you know, there's this guy, like this big guy in the gym. He was a wrestler. He's just started. He's like 6'5", 250. It was like, I'm thinking about, yeah, he's the guy from New York. I know who you're talking about. He says, yeah, he's stretching me out. Like, I know the guy. I can't think of his name right now because he, he's a new guy. But yeah, I he, Mike C. He be, like, here, here's how. Here's how. Here's how big it was. Jovan called him out to roll. Oh really? He's like you. <laughs> so it's like if he's if he's calling this guy out already, it's because well, this guy's like physically presents such a problem already because he's a big dude with a high motor. He's like Sahibi was like, dude, that guy's strong. Oh really? <laughs> so, and he, and he was a wrestler, so that's that presents at some level he wrestled. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, which, that takes I mean, a lot like, for Sahibi. You, you can wrestle, that. you can roll with somebody who's only wrestled for two years or something, and you can tell they've done something because just. I mean, I've, I've just done jujitsu for a little over two years. You know what I mean? So it's like two years of any sort of grappling is a lot, right. especially the two hour long practices that they're they're just grinding you into it. Um, so you stuck with it. You you really enjoyed it, obviously. Oh, and it, I can't even explain to how see it, the level of improvement and, and you know you know what I enjoy a lot about it. You know, it's crazy because um, when you're rolling with somebody, you know how you, say you go to another martial art, you can fight, you can kick somebody. Oh, it was a lucky shot, this and that. When you're doing jujitsu, 
they're saying I give up, <laughs> I quit, stop, tap, <laughs> right, get yeah. off of me, you won. So it's like it's it's that gratification, like everything I was just taught, I I applied it and it worked. So I was like, I mean, it just gets a, it's, it becomes an addiction. You want to keep on testing the waters, testing new things. All right, I just did this wrong. Let me. I mean, I've been hurt, not majorly, but I've been hurt a few times, and I'll just tape myself back up. That's how addicting it is to me. Like I just came back from an injury, a groin injury, but. My fault for not stretching. Tried something I shouldn't have tried, and you know I'm I'm back though. <laughs> is that is that your mo- the worst injury you've suffered so far? Yeah, it was pretty pretty crappy, but it was practice. It wasn't even rolling. I was practicing for my blue belt exam, <laughs> and that's I, I I tried to do a double leg a, a double leg on one of the guys, and he sprawled, and I went with it anyway, and I felt a pop. Oh my god! Yeah, so I was like, oh man, and I. I walked. I was fine. You were here, actually. You were. You yeah. were actually. You. It was you and old man bully running yeah. the class. Uh, well, I wasn't running the class. It was after class, and I know that everyone was guys like yourself that had the blue belt test were kind of paired up doing your own thing. Class had ended, and you guys were going over shots. Yeah. And I remember you putting your one leg out, you know, to do the shot. And I don't know if it was you the way you came down or from the sprawl. But I remember you, you know, grabbing the inside of your thigh and you're like, and I was like, shit, groin injuries are usually kind of like real nagging injuries. So I'm hoping he just, you know, it was just a minor thing. But you said you heard something. I didn't hear anything, but I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. that's kind of shitty, you have know. You, have you had to just rehab it on your own or did you yeah, have to get I surgery? Yeah, I kind of rehabbed it on my own. I talked about it. I looked it up online. I went to a chiropractor. Oh, you did? Okay. And he told me that, yeah, that sounds like athletic pubalgia. Pubalgia. And that's, it's basically a torn lower ab that comes oh. around your pube bone. And it could take two months to heal. And if it doesn't, you got to go get surgery. So I'm not a surgery guy. I don't like surgeries. I had a couple of them. I don't like them. <clears throat> so I'm just taking it easy, taking it slow. Kind of feel it still, but I rolled twice already. Fine. Good. That's awesome. And actually, you, you're actually rare most people don't have the willpower to stay out like you did because you actually stayed away. I'm the kind of guy, I'll just kind of test the waters. I'll be like, yeah, I'll, 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 just, I'll just drill. And then someone's like, are you rolling? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go light. And then I, you know, I have the nagging injury more and more. And Javier, more. perfect example. He has that knee injury. And what he's saying in, in front of the whole class, he says, yeah, my knee. And he's the one that did it to me in the class <laughs> the other day. Oh, yeah. And he came back. I think he came back a little too early because knees are pretty tough. Yeah. Oh, was he the one who his knee dislocated in class? Are we talking about that? that Javier, Javier, Javier. Javier who got his blue belt, Javier. No, he doesn't have a blue belt yet. He, he's, I think he's been out for six months. Or oh, so yeah. Long. We're talking about the dislocation. It is, it, oh, yeah. that Oh, that one was terrible. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it was terrible from I've just never seen it happen before, but it, it still looked terrible. That's why I, mean, I don't know why you blamed it on me. I didn't dislocate his knee. I didn't, yeah. Wait, was that that was the sumo match, right? I didn't do it. No, I, you didn't do it. No. It was somebody else. Yeah, it was, it was Xander. It was Xander. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, it's the funny part. Xander's the one I was practicing <laughs> when <laughs> I popped. <laughs> Yeah, Xander's another example. One of the guys that I hear pretty big, but he's the nicest guy you would ever. Absolutely, he's nicest guy yeah, in the world. Like. He feels so soft spoken. Yeah. And, yeah. He's like, a nice dude. I love that guy, man. And he knows how to gauge his like own strength against whoever he's grappling to. He's pacing like, now. I, I I noticed he's pacing himself now. Before he was like everybody else that starts off. Oh, just draw balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. They I'm you're not getting me, I'm not getting you. Yeah, yeah, but if he if he chooses to go back to that state, it's 
dangerous. It's like it's very hard to stop. Like, yes, it is. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said, uh, you know, you you had some bumps and bruises. You also said that when you started, you were over two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. How did? And you're obviously not that now. No. I mean, you got you got your your tank top on. The guns are out. You yeah. know. <laughs> So, which I'm sure your wife loves. She does. <laughs> she pushes me to go to class. She's, she's the one that told me why was her. Your groin's healed up, right? Yeah. She was like, she was like when are you going to class? When are you going back to class? She, she actually pushed me to come back earlier than I, I really thought I was going to. So, I know that, and I don't think I was in, I was out of shape by any means when I started jujitsu, but there was at least, I would say, a month and a half, two months, if not longer, of my body callousing up to what oh, we yes. do, right? Because we're just using muscles and mobility and all this stuff that in day-to-day life you don't usually target. I remember yoga classes. You were you would be in yoga class with us and you would you'd be doing your damnedest. Oh, you were doing the, I the one that. o'clock yoga on Saturday? I missed that. Oh, really? yeah. with Sundays, Renee and Sundays stuff. Too, really. yeah, yeah, with Renee and stuff. So, um yeah. Tell us like how did those body changes happen? Dude, I, I'll tell you straight up from the beginning the first couple of classes I mean, everybody that wants to get into jujitsu, expect that. Because it's a full body, like a full body massage, but it's a full body pain. <laughs> literally, you, I, I don't even know I can have pain in the places where I had pain. I mean, literally, I'll be sitting on the sofa and when I get up, ah, ah, I'm 45 years old too, though. So that maybe doesn't help me very much. But yeah, that was, that was something to get over. But now, I, I, I don't, it came back recently, a week or two ago, right? And I, I thought it was going to get that slightly, and my body adjusted to it, I think. How much of that, it just occurred to me, is you'd kind of mentioned it earlier, is like a beginner tends to sort of resist everything, right? Yeah. And as you sort of develop your, your understanding of jiu-jitsu, how much of that is now, you know when to resist and when not exactly. to resist. So you're not putting excessive strain on joints that you would have otherwise exactly i, pace. I mean it's probably some of it right like oh no, I mean, yeah, yeah i pace and people tell you that all the time from the beginning but you don't think because you yeah like, you just don't know yeah like, you, you don't. literally don't know but now i mean I'll, I'll look for stuff i mean it seems like i have a high definition a high more high definition vision instead of like sure. the the um the regular standard television like before <laughs> now it, it became a hd tv because now i'll see somebody if they dropped an arm like the other day somebody dropped an arm down in front of me i was like He's trying to pass me hard, and I grabbed it, and I key locked it. I was like, man, I wouldn't have did that at first, but I saw it right away. I was like, that was stupid, and I grabbed it. So, cool. And, and I pace. I pace. I don't pace. <laughs> I breathe now. That's uh, how, how about that? That's Chris's one, like telling a new person, breathe. He told breathe, me. Right? He told me. He's the, you're the guard guy. You're the one that made me want to go crazy on how to retain a guard. And because of you, I mean, everybody has their own thing. You, Noah, you know, you showed me what when I first I started. What the fuck do I do? No, 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 no. I'm, but I remember, here, I'm like, what? All right, the first person to actually show me something was Old Man Bully, Mark. He told me. Surprise. He told me. No, he told me, here, you want to see something? I said, wait, can you show me something? He has a brown belt. I want to know from somebody who knows. So tell me something that you would want to know at a, at a white belt level. So he said, grab my hand. So he said, pull me towards you. So I'm like, pulling, he's just holding. Like that. I'm like, man, all right, cool. What, is, what are you trying to show me? So he said, all right, grab my hand again. And he starts pulling me towards him slowly and slowly, slowly inching towards him like it's a game of inches. And he started, that stuck on my head. Well, it stuck on my head about what you told me. 
I'm trying to bench press everybody off of me. When they're on top of me, bench press, they said, no, Jason, like, man, go like this, put that part in there, make them uncomfortable, and push downwards like that. And I, I teach that to new people, too, when they come in. Oh, he's talking about the, yeah, just forearm frame on the just, net, yeah. Just down with you with the guard, just, just retaining your guard. How, I mean, you're a guard player. I know that. Yeah, from, yeah, that, yeah. That never, Unfortunately, everybody knows that. So. No, yeah, yeah, but, you know, just I, it makes you think about, wow, you're that good. Maybe I should start looking into retaining a guard. So, I mean, just little things like that. That's what this gym brings to me. What are your – so it's it's a part of your lifestyle now. Absolutely. And we're, we're happy to, yeah. that we can be a part of that. What are your what are your training goals right now? Well, I just don't want to quit. That's one. I want to be able to uh, just see better and see, see, more, see more things. I, now I see more than what I did before. I want to be able to tweak it and see more and more stamina or just – Work it the way it's supposed to be worked. Work it how it's... Paul's a great teacher. Yes, he's an excellent... Work it the, the way he, he teaches how I'm supposed to be working it. Do you... Um, I mean, you mentioned you're 45. I'm, I'm 37. You know, we're... I think we're past the point of our lives where we're worried about getting into street fights. And you don't live yeah. in the Bronx anymore. No. Um, do you... Is the idea of training it for self-defense even in your head at all anymore? It's it's nice to be able to know how to defend yourself and your family. I still have a wife. She's very pretty. You know, it's it's give, it's a confidence booster. I mean, to me, it, it helps me in sales. It helps me in everything. It helps me all around. Explain how it helps you in sales. <clears throat> confidence. It gives me confidence. You 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 accomplished something that most people aren't. What, I don't even know what the averages are, but I know it's not very high. Somebody who starts jujitsu even makes it to a blue belt level, and then a yeah. purple belt, and then brown, black like yourself. That was awesome. That, that was no, awesome. yours was more awesome. Yeah, yeah but that me. that was cool. That day was cool. Yeah, it, it was fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just yeah, that's they they you go. I mean, I, I just drew a blank too. Sorry about that. The uh, I, I would say yours is more awesome because I think given the amount of um obstacles you had to overcome to achieve that blue belt if i were if i were faced with the same challenges in my in that level of development in my in my jiu-jitsu career i probably would have quit by then to be honest like it, it's just you know i it, to, to have to sit out and and have the discipline to sit out for two months at this point to and just get back to it and it's easy. I mean, hell, it's easy when you sit out from having an injury from working out for two weeks to get back into it, let alone two months. It's so easy to find the excuses. So I, I, I have a real, uh, not envy, uh, admiration for your your ability and, and discipline to get back in here too. And was were you itching like every day to get back? Or you know, you know I, I'll tell you a little thing about the first time I got hurt. It wasn't. I mean, if you want to consider this a bad hurt or not, I, I, I don't. Because it was a bicep injury, but they call it a bicep because there's two tendons and they're not one. I actually made a mistake with one of the guys, Blue Belt here. Not going to mention any names, but I was going one way, he's going the other way, and I felt a pop there. My first thought, because I, I, I started getting into this, I started getting the addiction, the, the, the fire, the, I got to be in class, I got to be, I want to go, I want to go. And I felt a pop. And then my arm Popeye'd up, and I Googled that. And I think I told the guys, I was like, look, my arm's like Popeye now. And they're like, okay, great. And then they thought maybe you guys didn't. And then it, it popped. But my mom's a nurse. She says, at least you have two, Jason. You have two biceps. That's why they call it biceps. So you'll be fine. Just try not to pop the other one. Did it bruise? It did, yeah. Okay. It did. But what I did, I stood out for two days because I wanted to make sure what my career in jujitsu wasn't going to be over. 
I just put the tape around it to hold it into place. Oh, and Paul saw that. Paul's like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> so then that's, that's what I did. That's and awesome. I continued rolling. And it just it didn't bother me at all. I forgot all about it. What, so. what, why do you think uh, jujitsu is so addictive? Like you just said it. You say super yeah. addictive. Why Did is you, it addictive to have you? Have you done other athletic things that you didn't stick with? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I used to go to the gym. I played Little League as a kid. But I, I finished that. I just don't know why I didn't. I, I never really got into anything that needed to be like completed. I never got into martial arts. I was one of those guys that would hang out in the street and... I mean, it's just, I'm ashamed to say it now, but I used to, in the Bronx, I used to hang out on the corner. Like, you hear all the people I mean, and drink a 40-ounce beer with my friends, and then, you know, other neighborhoods would come by and they'll want to fight, and then we fight, brawl. Like, that. that's how my life was growing up in, in New York. I got all kinds of scars to prove it. But that's not me anymore. But this is something I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to, even though I'm probably going to be 60 by the time I get a black belt, but I'm going to, keep on going until I get that black belt that's awesome what um it, it was great that you came out on promotion day December 7th that you know you even though you were injured and you know I, I think you thought you weren't going to get it because you I couldn't was, complete your testing it right caught me way off guard it's I think that speaks a volume about you that you came out to support everybody else anyway you know like that's that's great and I think that's that's the type of person we want in our gym um so you just as you had mentioned, mine was a surprise. Yours was a surprise as well. How how'd you feel? It was. I mean, I I, I, would, I didn't know what to say, and it was in front of our Paul's other people in the other gym, and here at the same. It was just. He says, "Oh yeah, I got one more, Costantino, come here." I was like, I wanted to cry, man. He almost cried too. I think Paul. Oh, he did. He did, I, right? I, I, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were, yeah. They, they weren't flowing; they were trickling. I was like, man, it, it, he he got me. That's he got me. I would do anything for that guy, just just because of that. Not only because of that. I mean, it, I mean, I love this place. It just he got me locked now. If he, if it wasn't locked before, I'm locked now. Yeah. <laughs> so what does it mean for you now that you're you're a blue belt? It feels like I, at first when I came back after my injury, I thought that I was going to be a target. That's what I thought, and I was thinking to myself, at least white belts, they're huge. And um, they're going to try to get me. But my vision is a little better now. I, I didn't just sit at home and do nothing. I did go to the gym and keep my strength up. And you did? Okay, that's, that's very good. Yeah, I was trying. Like, they have a new machine in Planet Fitness. Not that I'm advertising for them or nothing like that. But the, the bicycle arm thing, I mean, I'd, I'd hit that five minutes straight at the high levels. And it's just that I, I didn't lose any strength while I was out, in other words. Well, that's good that you were able to work around the injury. To yeah. keep your conditioning up and your yeah, strength, because that, that probably that probably aided this when you came back. Like you said, you didn't feel um, you didn't feel that achiness or that soreness that you're expecting. You're like, oh god, I haven't done this for a while. Am I going to go back to how it felt, you know, early on? It's good motivation. Did you um, did you go down the rabbit hole of like YouTube or anything to try to? I did. I, I checked out some video. Of course, I mean, the, I think I, see, I always pronounce his name wrong. The Hammer. I mean, he's a good. He's a, Danaher. Danaher. Yeah. Danaher. I mean, I just, yeah, I watch videos sometimes. I don't dwell on them because I, I'd rather learn the way Paul teaches it because it's the gym I go to. But, uh, yeah, I look at YouTube videos. Did, so you've been back a few times now since you've had your blue, but you said you felt like 
you might have a target on your back. What has been your experience when it's come to the roles and stuff? Not at all. What I what I what I've been doing. I, I just introduced myself to all the new white belts. I talk to them. I I tell them the things that I would want to hear. Like breathe, man. You gotta breathe, man. Yeah, just things like that. And that's what that's what I feel my role is now. Especially going to a fundamental class. I'm not there to try to hurt anybody. I'm not there to try to prove anything to anybody. I'm, I'll, I'll help if I can because we're all the same. I mean, if you're going to join this family, we want you to be a big happy family, not, ah, we got to go to class today, man. You're going to try to smash me up. Before I was trying to smash everybody, yeah, because I used my weight to my advantage because I was afraid if I didn't that I was going to get caught in some predicament. It's not like that anymore. I don't, I, I'm not, I'll smash for saying I got you right, and then I let go and then try something else, and that's how well, I do. Why it. do you think so? What what flipped the switch for you yeah, to I, go from one to the other? I don't know. I don't. I don't it just happened like that. I don't, I don't know. It's just after you see the same people over and over and over again, there's no reason to. You have nothing to prove. I mean, but we want to help each other. Yeah, I have nothing to prove. We know each other more. I, I, year, twelve months, thirteen, fourteen months here. You get to know each other. I'm not That's interesting to... how, it, how like, it affects some people, and they. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, I don't want to use the word mature, but you. It's a certain level of maturity. I mean, or or well, competitiveness. We, I mean, it's hard. Well, I mean, we talk about like early on. We kind of think there's a lot of like fight or flight, where it's like you're you you feel like you're almost fighting off an assault, even though you know it's not that's still kind of primal like i'm just gonna you know and then you're totally exhausted in 60 seconds you know but then at some point you make a transition but what you described is even another level to me which is it's as as cliche as it sounds like he's almost like well we've all bared our souls to each other like we we all know each other, so it's like, why are we trying to like beat the? Sh- it's like, why are we trying to beat each other? Let's let let's, let's work together and rise get better together. Yeah, like that's exactly. that's that's awesome. And I think for you to come to that, and and it's it, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But like, was it something that somebody said to you, or did you just sort of like one day you're like, God damn, like why? Let's you know, just all learn together and, and get better. And, and that's it, it, what it, it kind of it. it kind of was. But when you know, there was a few of us that were actually going for our blue belt exams, and we just the, just calling outside the gym inside it, it was something that we all had to work at together and it it, it formed a better bond hmm, like that's that. an interesting i definitely find i definitely found that their cohort of blue belts their class of blue belts definitely tended to form a bond more so than the group of people that like i didn't i didn't train too much you know like with it wasn't like there was a blue belt study group when I got my blue belt, right. you know. I but, felt but like I with think, but you were the class right before theirs, right? Uh, no, it was one, one more or after two, him. one or two. The one or two more after him. One yeah. or two. I was in a class that was small. I felt like Jason's class was a good example of the people that start around January. They train for about a year. They come in around the start of the year, either before or after. They train for fourteen to eight months. Like in Xander's case, he he got it pretty fast deservedly so but he was more on the quick end and then there's some people that might have come in november but it's a, roughly a year but but here's the thing is you guys did you observe the class before yeah you so, yeah. so that's probably it too right like they were able to observe like hey like we see them kind of sitting around after class and stuff like studying and stuff like i i can tell you that to me that's a very just from my own experience a very new thing um 
everybody in my experience always took it as a sort of like individual endeavor a personal journey yeah yeah right like <laughs> yes um <laughs> and and to see like blue belts you know I, I was think i was teaching class a handful of times and the blue belts were like you know there were three testing together or something and they'd be like hey do you mind if we just sit off to the side and just work on our stuff like that sort of dedication and commitment to wanting to just do well at your test is I don't think you can teach that to people you know that's something that you guys develop together you know you form that bond together and and to choose to study like that like that and some of you guys actually took the test simultaneously yeah I remember I came for that day too when they were all that's the other thing that's worth noting he came to all, almost all almost all I, or all, all the testing yeah all I the testing for everybody so yeah. you talk about him attending promotions he came to support his fellow white belts going to blue belts when they were testing with Paul doing the technique every portion every white belt and everybody testing listened to that right there like that's <laughs> incredible like that's this sort of when you say tribe and here to lift each other up, that doesn't, you, you can't beat that. Like, that's awesome, Jason. I, I wish I, I was even that dedicated. To <laughs> like, I feel like a, scr- like, a, like a scrub now. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's awesome. Team like, player, man. I'm a team like player. you said, like, we're, we're all here to learn from each other and, and to support each other. And, and that's, that's something that I, man, like, that's incredible. What was it like watching all those tests? It was, um, it was, it made me feel good inside knowing that they did as well as they did. Did it help? Did did you pick up things? Was it educational for you to be yeah, like? Yeah, we we talk it. We hash things out. We talk about, hey, you know what this is, and some some of them didn't. So if we didn't go over it like that, maybe you wouldn't have got that move the way you got it. And when everybody's smooth, the, the the smooth flow, and you could ask Paul how well most of them did. I mean, it's a testament of just. You know, I forgot practicing. who was in your class. It was Xander. Casey was there. Casey, you. Enrique, Enrique Javier, Javier, Jay, Gio. Gio was a, he was more the morning morning guy. guy yeah, Gio. so I mean, but when I met him, we hit it off right away too. Yeah, it was. We, yeah, you guys had a super dedicated group. Now, that, like just mentioning those names. Yeah, we have it. We all have our text message all copied onto the text. Really? That's yeah. oh yeah, the group text. Oh, the, 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 text yeah, <laughs> the blue belt. Hey, you guys coming over to the? You guys coming over today? I got this to do. It was cool, man. You guys ready? We were like that. Yeah, that's super awesome, man. Like, I, yeah, it was. Maybe we should tell other people how we got that. I think. I think honestly, just by setting the example. I mean, you know, like you don't need to tell anybody that. Like that's that's incredible. You know, like just seeing you guys set up set off to the side of the mat is, is that that right there is as an instructor watching that level of dedication to the perfection of your art is is great. Um, so your your wife said she enjoys you doing jujitsu. Have you Absolutely. ever tried to get her to do it? She uh, yeah she she was she was kind of hurt in New York before we came here. She got she she was injured. She had actually a ceiling collapse on her. Oh my! Oh my yeah, I know it sounds it sounds worse than what it is, but she she my son's found her on the floor, literally knocked out and things. And she has things that are that she can't do certain things. Okay. She's not deformed or anything like that. She's not permanently dis- disabled, but she would love to though. She but tries it. She, she I mean, when I was when I would go home and practice, she's one of those crazy like you know how you're afraid of a white belt going crazy at you like <laughs> she does that like she I'm lets like, you what drill do, I do? She's, a, she's a woman she's trying to kill me <laughs> yeah it was it was it did was she fun. let you practice i don't like to roll with my wife in other words <laughs> i don't like to roll her you she lets me but she, she thinks everything hurts i'm trying to hurt her on purpose like like if i if i get her in like a key lock or anything she'll 
ah, ah, like that. But she'll do it to me, and she'll be like, ah. <laughs> like. But she goes extra hard because she thinks she has to. She's a lot smaller than me. It's, it's fun though. Nah, I'm just that that image. Wow. So what? Um, is is jujitsu something you talk about with your friends? When I mean friends, it's like people not no, not, not friends not from the gym, non gym people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want them to think I brag about it. Uh, I, I'm a jujitsu guy, so I just I, I do you try and get all your friends to try jujitsu? Well, you know what? Since I've been here, they all most of my friends are in New York, and I work. I'm I'm just like a workaholic. I mean, my old job before I'm I, I'm doing a water an, analyst now is um. I used to buy cars all over the state, so I would be in Naples and be home at 10, 11 o'clock sometimes. So I, I had no time to even make new friends. The guys here were friendly. But even that, I mean, I, I would say I have to go to work. You guys invite me out to have some drinks all the time but or go places, and I just, I don't know, I just chose not to because of work. Now I have more time. Now That's more cool, time. man. That's cool. What... Uh you just said you're you know workaholic <clears throat> you're a workaholic you might not have the most downtime you do now to some degree do you have any hobbies outside of coming here to do jujitsu you know what not anymore that's crazy this is my only hobby right now not anymore so what did you like how would you have killed time prior to i would sit down and shamefully say i play the video games with my sons there's nothing wrong with that i mean that, <laughs> that's cool that's the, that's like that. daddy's son bonding time right it, but yeah i wasn't very good at it but I just, I just like to go places i go out to restaurants try new restaurants for my wife things no, like there's that. and there's what's there's nothing to be ashamed of and you're a good cook this guy if you want good italian food oh yeah you've eaten his italian food oh yeah he brought you brought lasagna the first, the first promote the first time that that first promotion that december i think it was your promotion actually yeah it was the first month i was here it came to the first promotion yeah i said paul you mind if i bring a lasagna and i didn't realize that i forgot that he's a vegetarian so i would have probably bought two one for him a veggie lasagna and one for you guys oh, we, we all enjoyed it, <laughs> yeah, it i don't eat a lot of pasta so i probably didn't i made it. a lot of lasagnas i used to make a lasagna for the church that we used to go to in the bronx for four years straight every sunday i asked the pastor that too i said do you mind if i do this because it feels good to me maybe that's why i'm so good with um with people that's why i'm a, I'm a people person if i could help you i will so help me then i tonight my my wife we're doing a late valentine's day just because yesterday nice. i get home from work it's terrible yeah. and she asked for something very simple she's like hey chris cook your your chicken parm any tips chicken parm I, you know i'm a i'm a marsala guy <laughs> i mean i could i could show you how to make a fantastic a fantastic chicken marsala but okay then t tell me i've i've got um so right now i've got chicken breast marinating in the fridge for cooking tonight Okay. What do you want me to do with it? All right. Take take it and take it. Put it in a plastic, a little plastic baggie. What? Well, bang it out. Closer to me. Oh, bang it out. Bang it with a with a hammer or whatever you can use. Uh, blanch it if you can. You know how to blanch something? You take it and put yeah, it in like real hot boiling water. So he, no. he first said he said tenderize it with yeah, the hammer, it, but make it flat. Make it flat. And then you are. Uh, I'm saying blanch. I'm sorry. You you, you coat it Poach? with a little bit of no. You coat it with a little bit of flour. Oh, dredge, dredge it. And dredge it. Like yeah, that's what it's called. See, I don't even know what these things are called. And then you uh, you you fry it. It's not not that not that fried. Just enough where it's gonna be like brownish on each side, and then put it to the side. 
And then see the exact ingredients that you put in are different from what I would put in. I use heavy cream. Of There's course, nothing wrong with that. Of course, the masala, the marsala wine. I mean, you can get it from Publix right now. You get a nice bottle of marsala wine. Uh, mushrooms. You gotta have the mushrooms. Yeah, you gotta have some mushrooms. See, now, now I'm thinking out loud how to do it. I just, I just do it. I mean, I, I don't know how it comes out. Uh, yeah. Then you have a uh, yeah, sour. No, see, I, I, I can't explain it. Like, I'm not ex explaining. I just have to show like that. All right, so I'll do that. I'll write actually. it down before I leave. How about you, that? No, no, it's fine. I, I've actually, I mean, it's a very simple ingredient, so I'll be able to. How do you, yeah. speaking of that, though, how do you learn, ju ju how do you find you learn jujitsu techniques? Are you visual? Do you do? Do you have to write things? Do you do anything to help with no, the No, I noticed that you do that. You were used to write things down. I take notes. But that's, that's. I rarely, I, actually Tommy and I are identical in that respect. We'll write things down. Very rarely do we reference it. But the act of writing it down, going through it at that pace, helps it stick in our heads for whatever reason. But I would say, I, you know, doing it also helps. But in your case, how do, how do you? I do it. Maybe I should start writing it too. Oh, no, no. I'm not, I mean, people learn. Their people have different. I, I can tell you in 15 years, I've never written anything down. For jiu -jitsu. I just do it. I just do yeah. It. I was. I'm more of like a doer, and actually, me having to explain it to somebody else helps quite a bit too. So maybe that's like an auditory thing. They say you can't. You you're not a professional until you can teach it to somebody else. That's what they say. And you're not a blue belt until you can't either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do you um? So what right now in your level of development? What do you find you like doing in jujitsu? Uh I, I like the fact that I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not clueless anymore. I mean, before I, I felt like I was clueless. Even even just the fact that you get a blue belt, you just feel like you, you, it's a sense of accomplishment. You feel like you, you've been told that now you you know everything you need to know up to that point. That that's what I like the most. What do you like? What like what's your favorite technique so far? I mean, like of course there's a infinite number of techniques, but in your experience so far, what do you like to do? I like um. I like key locks, man, because they're easy. They're easy for me to grab hold of. I mean, s sweeps, of course. I, I, I just, I'm more comfortable on the bottom now. Before really? I, used to, yeah, I used to freak out when okay. I used to get anybody on the side. But I I'll get myself nice and comfortable, pace myself. I'll, I'll relax. I mean, depends on how big they are too, and how hard they're going on me. How long it'll take me to want to get out of it. But normally, in a normal role, I'll just. I pace, relax, and I breathe, 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 and it helps. It really helps. That's what I've learned now. That's what I know. If you don't breathe, you're going to gas out in a minute. If you breathe, you pace yourself. You can go. By the time the rounds are over, I'm like, it's, wow, it's over already. <laughs> what, um, so you said your weight was 250? 250, 250. I was 270 at one point. 270? Yeah. When you, was that like when you moved down here? You were 270 yeah, and or? I tried to go to the gym. And, you know, you, you, even now, I go to the gym now, and I, I don't, I go maybe once a week. Oh, and I don't even go that hard. I don't do any cardio or nothing like that. So it's, it's really, really, really hard to lose weight in a gym without any guidance. Did you, um, and what was the lowest you got to so far? I mean, you probably gained a little bit back with your, with your yeah, break. Yeah, I, I got Jesus. back to 218, 219 now. What was the lowest you got to? 205. Did you really? Yeah. That's a, congratulations. Yeah. Did you, did you find yourself having... A, did you modify your diet? I and did. You did? Keto. And was that, you went keto? Yeah, I went keto. Oh, did you? Um, my wife went keto. I went with her. 
Oh, so it's her initiative, and you you did that. Yeah, she. Well, I I used to smoke cigarettes, believe it or not, and her initiative was, you know, let's try to stop. And it just so happens I wound up getting the flu, and I was sick for two weeks. And I said I couldn't smoke. And then I just she she pushed me. She's she's my she's my the the good one in my ear yeah. telling me. And if I didn't have that, I don't know if I would be able to do half the things I do. So Twenty years with her. Congratulations on that too. Thank you. The um. So do you find yourself like, to me, everything is sort of geared towards basically being either better at jujitsu or being a better dad and, and husband. Like, you know, I'll watch my diet a little bit more because I know if I put in a little bit extra weight, like it's going to affect me on the mats. Exactly. You know, I lift I a certain way and, and that sort of thing because it's going to help me be a little bit better on the mats. Do you find everything sort of funneling towards being better at jujitsu? Like, you know, you gave up smoking. Was that just for overall health or are you like, eh, you know, it'll, it might help me breathe better? It, it was something too. that, it, no, it was something that was told to be impossible. Like, it's almost impossible to do. And I like to challenge myself to do impossible things. Maybe that's why once I found a good place like this. Did you give up smoking before? Way before, yeah. About okay, 16 right. years ago, I quit. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, and I used to smoke a pack, a pack and a half a day when I was drinking two packs. So it's, it was a, it was, it was something I thought I would never ever ever do, and I did. For somebody who gave up smoking cold turkey and, and did a cold turkey, wow! That's, did you find an immediate, imp- or not immediate, but a gradual or any improvement in your health? Absolutely. Sure. I, I gained. That's when I gained more of my weight, though, because really I I've picked uh, an addiction to food. I mean, I, I had to. I mean, I had to have something in my hands, so I was fidgeting a lot. I wish I would have had that fidget spinner when I was stopped smoking. And I would eat. I would find every excuse to eat. I was in advertising sales in New York City, so I would go to restaurant owners and to be a nice guy. If I'm going to talk to you about your restaurant advertising, I'm going to eat something while I'm there. Right. So I I do that all day. It became, I was spending twenty bucks a day on on food out, and then go home and eat again. It was I, I became addicted to food. How, how um, are you still keto? No, I'm not. I, I mean, keto wasn't the best thing for jujitsu. Really? It, keto, keto, it, it's, it's no carb. People who work out and people who do stuff like this, they, they, they need energy. And carbohydrates turns into energy. And I just couldn't figure out why I was getting, you know, I was losing energy fast. And when I stopped the keto, like Jim, one of the black belts here, he said, you, everybody knows Jim. <clears throat> he Shout said, out um, to "Jim Andrews." Yeah, Jim Andrews. He said, "He said to eat a piece of bread before you come to class. It might help." So I, I tried that. It helped. Then I found something called Zip Fizz in, in Sam's Club, and I, I, I typically do that. I, it, it's clean energy. It's nothing like it's going to give you the jitters. It's, 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 it's. They say it's equivalent to getting a vitamin B12 shot from your doctor. Okay. So that's what I do. <clears throat> so that you went keto. Modified your diet a little bit. Are you back to how you were eating before? No, just less of it, or I can't. No, not not. I wouldn't go there because I know how I felt when I first started here, how winded I was, and how just disgustingly fat. It's disgusting being that fat. To me, I, that's fat for me. I'm five eight, two fifty, two seventy, whatever it is. It's it's way too much weight for my frame. So and and it's it was easy to take it off here i mean one class you can lose two pounds three pounds yeah i mean <clears throat> so being an italian have you 
Oh, that's the Have you had part. to modify a lot of your diet? Oh my that god, way? I couldn't eat pasta or bread while I was on keto. Yeah. Are you back to eating pasta and bread? And, just and less of it? Or? Yeah. My, I had an Italian sub in, in the other day in Publix. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I ate the whole thing too. I love hot sauce. Maybe I love jalapenos and things like that, and just cayenne pepper and stuff like that. But my um, my wife is still not eating bread though. Oh really? She, she's still not doing it. Yeah, but she eats cake now. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have cake though, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what um, what brought you to Florida? Uh, it's, it's it was tough in the Bronx. The Bronx was tough. I, I mean. So when you moved, what, what year are we talking about? Uh, summer, 2014. Okay. Yeah, so I came down here in 2014, uh, September. And one of the things that made me move, because um, I lived in a neighborhood in the Bronx where it, it was very diverse, but there was a lot of gang activity, activity over there. My son did jujitsu, but he was taking it the way I didn't want him to take it. Like, he knew that he knew how to fight. So he would stand his ground. Like, he... I heard there was a one of the old gangster guys, this dude that had got buku problems. I know he carries guns. I heard he stepped up to my son, and my son was approached him, and he was like 14, and he was sw- taking swings at this OG. And then I heard that the guy wanted, to, he was gonna go after my son, and then it was putting me in danger because I saw his jeep. I took my shoes off, I chased it, I grabbed him out of the car, and people were like, you know who that is, man? I was like, I don't give a crap who it is. So it's like I didn't want to get in those situations. And you hear gunshots outside and you shit yourself because I have two boys. They could be hanging outside. And I was like, enough is enough. I told my wife, she said, I don't want to leave New York. I said, well, I'm going to go first. So I came down with my sons and I stood in a hotel for like two months until I found a place. How did you decide on, uh, did you come to Orlando first? Orlando. Really? How did, had you visited here before? Yeah, every year we came down. Oh, you did? Okay, Disney, so. Yeah, we went to Disney oh, Universal. Oh, so you're one of the northern yeah. families that does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and used to drive fell down. fell in love with Orlando because of that? L- fell in love with it. I just like hot weather. I like sun. You can tell, right? I like sun. <laughs> I'm not normally that color. Every chance I get, I just, Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the Jersey Shore thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> GTL, baby. Jim Tan Laundry. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you love it in Orlando? Or how, how do you like it in Orlando? I like it. I mean, I, you know what I noticed? Because, um, like, if you're not looking for the trouble, it doesn't find you. Like, I live on Samaran and Curry Ford area. It's, it's not the best, I heard. But it, I, I don't look for any drugs. I don't look to screw anybody's wife. or anything. I don't, I'm not looking for problems, so I don't see it. I don't find it. I found out from a cop one day. They said, you live over there, man? I was like, yeah. He said, you, you realize how many gangs are over there? I was like, no. I don't, I don't see it. I don't. I, don't I mean, I know it. Sean has said that 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 area with Semron and Curry Ford can be a little sketchy at times. At times, not and but it's one of those things where it's more like if you drive through there at night, maybe you'll see more. You know, you're more apt to see a, a cop lit up around there. But when you drive through there, it looks like a normal neighborhood. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not like a ghetto no, or yeah, anything like that. You don't like fear that. for your life. When no, you it, it's, it's, it's not. Vis- it's not visible. Yeah, no. It's not like going down OBT. Exactly. Shout out to all my friends at OBT. You know, I'm not trying to tell, but you know, OBT is a little different. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, it is. So yes, yeah. I don't feel. And that's I think also well, spaghetti lived around there too. Where didn't didn't Stephen live OBT? live around like uh, not OBT? I'm talking about like Semeron and. Oh, I'm pretty sure he lived in that. Area. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. I mean, it's, it's not Mercy and Shader. Which yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and plus, like, <clears throat> I I don't know. I maybe I'm I've lived in the suburbs, you know, all my life. It's like you just said, like, if you're not out there looking for trouble, you probably won't find it, <laughs> exactly. right? Like, and if you, you know, I've driven through because we we work in the industrial part of Orlando, 
and there are times where we take little shortcuts to get to restaurants where we want to go eat for lunch or something and you know half time I, I I see him like man like it's it's a rough part of town but I, I guarantee you 75-80% of the people here are just people who are kind people they're down to the luck you know and they just as, they probably just mind their own business and there's the other 20% that's the it's ones out really really it, causing yeah. trouble right so, yeah it's a good way to look at it yep the end and I don't judge anybody. I mean, yeah, it's a uh, well, welcome to Orlando. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, I mean, I'm from the Bronx, so it really doesn't. I've I've walked out of bodegas in the Bronx fearing for my life. Just one person standing outside, the way they look, you're like. Oh crap! <laughs> Should I go back in the store and wait till he leaves? That's how it was over there. I mean, some nights it sounded like it's. I'm 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 putting fear into people that would go visit the Bronx, and it's stupid because it's not all like that. But some nights, in some areas, you'll have your window cracked, and it sounds like the Fourth of July on a Friday, Saturday night, and it's not nowhere near July. Oh really? So it's like, what the hell? It's people shooting off roofs, and they're shooting at each other. You feel like you're in a war zone. Do you? Um, you were born, and raised there? Born and raised. I did four years in the Navy. I went to San Diego. Oh really? Yeah. Um, Do you know that Nick's uh, going to the Navy? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh. No, actually, his mom and dad did tell me. Yeah. They did. He, yeah he's already signed him. his papers. Good and for him. Good he's going to go, yeah. It's the best bet, I think. So what did you, I mean, like. We have some Marine Corps guys here. They'll probably disagree with you. <laughs> I mean, but I'm that's going to have it. I get it. So you yeah. grew up in a, in, in a rough neighborhood. It was pretty what, rough, What yeah. made you, like, so what do you think differentiates you and let you sort of make the decision to get out of there versus people who decide to stay there? You know what? I, I tell my, I ask that question a lot. I, I don't. I have friends that still. If you go there right now, they'll wake up. They'll go hang out in the corner and do the same thing that they were doing when they were freaking teenagers. Do they have in their kids 40s just like you? And, and yeah, they they, 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 they don't. You don't, You would never think they had kids. I mean, I, I don't like to talk about people behind their backs, and we don't. We're not dropping any names, but yeah, people. People. They they haven't grown up yet, and I used to think it's because. Once you start doing whatever drug that you, of choice you, you pick, that's the age that you stay at until you stop. That's the way that's I look a pretty, at it. That's actually a really <laughs> That's an interesting... I like that observation. That's, that's a, a very... That's what it seems like. No, yeah, because I, I work with uh, some people who... And they've all done... like I, I've never even smoked a cigarette in my life, right? Like The worst drug I've done is literally drinking beer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like... Yeah, I mean, my addiction to caffeine might speak otherwise, but... um, Gotta try Zip Fizz. Is it really? Good? I got some in my car. You try. It. I, I've already taken two hydroxy cut before I came, okay. so I'll be, I'll be all right. Thank you. Um, it's it's the first thing I do in the morning before I brush my teeth before I go to the bathroom. I go and pop a caffeine pill. Okay, <laughs> that's a, uh, that's but, a um, secret. <laughs> okay, but um, that's you know, cool. I, I kind of ask them all the same sort of question. Of, like they've all done some of them harder drugs than others, and but they're all most of it's family that sort of the, uh, a certain feeling of responsibility which is like but that's got to start somewhere and I often I wonder whether that's something that's taught to them or something that's internal and I haven't figured that out just in all the conversations I've had with people yet and uh, but it's 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 admirable either way when you know when people do get out of that and that's awesome that you brought your family to Orlando your sons are both in college the, the older one chose he, he he I guess he's influenced differently than my younger one the younger one actually it benefited him by seeing the results of not listening to your parents. So he wound up not going to school. He's hustling in the airport right now. He works for a company called Prospect. It's, so it's honest work, man. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard job, but it's, it's good. He's a talker. 
So if I, it, it might go into something better and bigger. Maybe that's that's his journey. Yeah. That he's gonna it's good but, honest work. You can't you can't blame that. The other one, he's he wants to be a cop. So yeah, he's he's taking some psychology courses. So he's up in the air, cop psychology. He's in the criminal justice program. Where, where's he going? Valencia, to school? right up the block. Oh, okay, nice. Rock on, man. He's the, gonna um, do the bridge program. Lots of lots of folks he can talk to here about that. Yeah, yeah no, so I told him that. I told. You should him. come in and chat with him. I mean, like they'll they'll I probably get a better, a more honest. Um, Even Martinez, one of the one of the other white belts, he he works at Target. He says, uh, "Oh, your son's in criminal justice. He's he's the security program. He's one of the man. He's brought, he said, bring your son to me. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll hook him up with a job here.' And um, I, I don't. He's still in school right now. I just I, I say just let him concentrate on school, and let's see where that goes from there. What uh? What high schools did your sons or high school did your sons go to when they came down? They went to a charter school. Oh, really? Yeah, Central Florida Leadership Academy. Oh, it was cool. um off Primrose, but yeah, I I thought charter because I didn't know Orlando. My oldest son went to Gateway High School in Kissimmee first. I was all over the map. <laughs> well, I was oh, staying. so you didn't come? You weren't always at Quarry Fort because Gateways. Gateways in, in pretty Kissimmee, far yeah, out there. Yeah, it is. Right. But I was I, w- I stood at a place called Cer- the hotel that we used to come visit when we visited Florida. It was our spot, Cerro Lago. It's a pretty cool spot, centrally yeah, off located. Off one ninety two, right? Yeah, off one ninety two. Yeah. I'd- so I says, hey, maybe I'll just live there for a little while. I feel like I'm in a. Res- I felt like I was on vacation every Saturday and Sunday when I was here. <laughs> it's like vacation. What? I'm a, I'm every Saturday and Sunday. That's and awesome. I, it was a it was a resort. So I stood there. That's next to celebration. But I was taking them to Gateway High School because <laughs> I didn't know any better. So I had them sign up. For, I could have chosen any school I wanted. I thought. Right, right. But Gateway, I picked that one. And I took took him out and put him in um, charter school. Well, well, Jason, we've done a solid hour, and I know you got to get to work, so we'll kind of wind this down. But I wanted to just ask you on the way out: what uh, do you have any goals for 2020? Yeah, just keep on keep on coming. Don't get hurt anymore. Try try to do whatever it takes to uh, to progress. I want to progress. I want to get. I, I, no, not necessarily worry about a stripe or two stripe three i just want to learn more and stick with it stick with jujitsu and try not to get hurt how many uh what's your what's your schedule look like what are you how many days a week are you in here well it's it's 10.99 so my job oh uh, uh jujitsu schedule oh, yeah, yeah. well it, it, i'm still figuring this new place out and I, I know it i could i could do very well at this job but i, I still have to figure it out and i gotta prioritize yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's hard to put jujitsu to the to the back burner. Yeah, right no, there. it is. I have to prioritize, so <laughs> I just gotta figure it out. Like I gotta, I'll figure it out. It's still, I'm only here a month at the new place, so we'll see where it goes. I, I I'll figure it out. So really, just kind of establish that routine at this at this new position. Figure out what your schedule is gonna look like, and then from there you can plan your jujitsu. Ideally. Um, Ideally, but also realistically, how many days a week would you like to be training, or how many hours a week would you like to be training? I like I I, I like three days a week, okay. minimum. I like three days a week, and Sundays I I, I started spending more time with my wife. I got to keep her happy too. I used to come every Sunday, so I, I'll pick a day, it's either Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, Ideally, three schedule. days a week yeah, and one Chris week. schedule. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can have one or the other, but not both, right? Like yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's my. Uh, that's the secret to to staying married so long, man. Yeah, but if you can get her here, I know, I know. That's and I, I've been working for fifteen, so it's it it's it's a big challenge if they're not into it early. So you know, my other secret with that is never go to sleep mad at each other. 
I mean, you can't sleep if you don't hash things out. You gotta. Work yeah, it that's out. uh. I've. Yeah, that's. And don't roll with her, cause she's she's gonna either kick my ass. Or I'm gonna <laughs> forget she's a woman and kick her ass. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom of look at the wisdom here. Do you ever do you ever tussle with your sons right now? Like, oh, you want to go with the old man, huh? You know, I, I kind of yeah, I, I told him, but they. No, they, they they know what they're doing. I mean, I, I've I've watched them compete, and I, I I used to get mad. Like the older guy, he got tapped one day by his by his uh, classmate at a competition, at a Naga competition, because it, it so happened they both made it to the last this round. This was here or at a it was in, in the Bronx, yeah. Okay. And the he got caught in a triangle, and he he my son tapped. I was like, "What the hell's wrong with you, Jay?" He's like, "Dad, it felt like my teeth were being pushed into my face. What do you want me to do, man?" So that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun, but they no, I don't roll with them now. Yeah. I, I asked them to, but they don't do it. Really? Yeah. They always That's have a, an excuse. They'll they'll find their way back to. I'm I'm probably a, as an adult, I'm probably at a higher level than they were in yeah. their four years in kids class. I, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. That's they might why surprise you, me. Why you next time? Next Thanksgiving, everybody's together. That's true. Festivus or the next Festivus? What is that? The uh, Oh, you didn't watch Seinfeld. Did you watch Seinfeld? No, I used to watch Seinfeld. Oh, it was awesome. Well, the festival, yeah, Festivus for the rest of us. The, the big thing is you gather around and you air your grievances and you wrestle it out. That's part of the this holiday that was invented by one of the characters. That's actually that like a tr- like the true tribal spirit. Like, Absolutely. We should, we should make that our... <laughs> like here. Tribe Festivus. Yeah. yeah we'll stuff um, here. Jason, thank you so much for your time, brother. Anytime. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, when, uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Absolutely. Hey, there we go. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. All right. Thanks, Jason. It was.